0: Hello and welcome to a new season of According to Alan. I am your host, Alan Moskowski, and this is going to be a little bit different for most people. For the most part, you, uh, if you were a former listener, you know that I'd have people on uh, to really give some insight into what's happening locally and share a little bit of what we've been up to in Local 219, but um, there's going to be elements of that moving forward. But for the most part, I just really want to kind of start introducing people to just the world i live in and the amount of things that are happening around me so um, you're going to be getting a lot of local kind of spin on what's been happening and then with a little bit of things that interest me so to kick off this first episode of according to alan in this new season i thought it'd be awesome to bring in chris pappas who just opened the ramen district he's the chef owner of Prevecho, and he is uh, owner in uh, the Meraki Group that um, owns also the Pappas Restaurant in Crown Point, as well as 12 Islands. So Chris, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me, Alan.
0: Yeah, so Ramen District's been going for a couple weeks now. How's it been going?
1: It's been great. It's been pretty well received. Um, I think the t- our toughest Challenge is the location. I go, but as things you know move forward here, uh, more people will find out where we are where we're located and uh i think things will will go
0: pretty well awesome yeah thanks for inviting me to the soft open had a chance to try like seven of the dishes um crazy i thought that like the drunken noodles were super amazing the the how farms pork ramen was great um how's the feedback been in general
1: it's been good um with anything uh the consistency on our end is trying to is it's been a challenge trying to get the volume that we need, um, in a consistent basis. That's just a challenge with any restaurant, I think. Uh, but it's been pretty well received. Uh, I, we've been trying to tweaking things up, um, the availability of some things, just like everything that we're experiencing in today's day and age with supply chain, um, has been difficult, but it, uh, it's led itself to be a little bit, um, make us, you know, think outside of the box and, and uh, try to create different ways, ways to do things, uh, depending on what we're, we're getting in. But um, it's, it's been fun.
0: Awesome. I know that uh, for a lot of people, it's probably just looks like a new restaurant that's popping up. But this has been an idea that's kind of been in the making for a little while now. Um, can you explain to the listeners just, like, how it kind of got started and what the inspiration for the restaurant is?
1: Yeah, so uh, my sous-chef, my Jarrett, at Provencio, uh, actually has experience working with ramen uh, in Chicago. Uh, when I was in uh, California, uh, when I was cooking out there, I was uh, part of a place called the Ramen Shop uh, during an externship when I was in culinary school, and I worked there for a little while and kind of got into it there. So uh, there was a competition that before the at There was a small competition here in Northwest Indiana. Uh, some of the, you know, the chefs in the area were competing, and uh, they asked me to join in. So and I kind of created, uh, created the things, competed, and we won. Um you know, first time making ramen in a, a kitchen not set up for noodles or anything you know, uh, at was a challenge. But uh, we did the, the, this event for 150 people on one and uh, kind of let itself to be an idea to bring in business during the winter. Because when we lose the patio uh, for Metro uh, in the summer or from the summer, things slow down as we go through the winter. And, and ramen was an idea you know we're going to brand it and do pop-ups you know here, here every every so often and so we did that three or four times um and it was sold out uh within hours of posting the ticket sales uh so it was pretty well received in that regard and finally here in point one we received catering contracts in the courthouse and along with that contract comes with uh, the, the ability to have a restaurant in the basement and what better concept that would bring people from the outside uh, into this strange building.
0: Uh, that's kind of how it came to be. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on, Chris. I wanted to give people a little bit of a heads up. If uh, if they want more information or pictures or whatever, where should they where should they go?
1: So ramen district.com is uh, the best place to go. Social media, Facebook or Instagram. And I uh, just kind of open trying to open Wednesday, Sunday, eleven to two for lunch, and then we close. Uh, we uh, we reopen from five to uh, ten p.m. Uh, for dinner, and we do delivery
0: and online ordering. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of the day, Chris. Keep sending those two a.m. pictures to me. I really appreciate it. Of you You're eating welcome. all all the all the peanut butter and jellies and candy from Halloween. Um, yes. And, and <laughs> we'll be talking soon, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Later. So Squid Game is a very popular Netflix show. Currently, it is trending across all platforms, and I just finished watching it. To talk a little bit more about it, I decided to bring in Slater, a.k.a. Mike Kristen, who also saw it. Slater, how you doing?
2: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm, I'm doing well, buddy. What? <laughs> what are you up to right now? Are you naked? Are you in your pajamas? What's going on?
2: That's funny. I am naked right now, actually. I am currently um, trying on dress shirts for tonight's event. Uh, I,
0: it's kind of a fun dad moment because when I told you that this was formal, I felt like I was telling my high school kid that there's got to be something that you have to wear. This is like serious business.
2: Well, you told me you told me tie, and I was like, well, crap. Like even if I go buy a tie, the shirt I had wouldn't really look good with what I had going on. So, um, yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. I am uh, in my closet trying on shirts.
0: Awesome. Well, it's a great visual for our people at home. Um, the reason I brought you on today is that we both had some real thoughts about Squid Game. Um, so, what was your like? Uh, what is what is? Your, I mean, this will be contained spoilers, so make sure you understand that. Um, what did you think?
2: Uh, Squid Game. Uh, it's really good. I think. Um, let's see. What's the easiest way to describe it? Um, obviously action-packed uh lots of twists and turns uh i think i think for me you know as someone who uh you know typically goes against the grain on what is popular um you know i mean we we saw it earlier in in 2020 when that tiger king documentary was popular and uh, i i did not find the allure in it um most of the time when things are popular especially on like netflix and that kind of stuff um we, it's, just, it's just mass hysteria, for lack of the better terms. But this is one of the, was one of the few instances where a very popular show really did live up to the expectations. Um, the writing was superb. The acting was superb. Um, it kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time, all the way to the end. Uh, and I, I think it was very hard to really predict uh, a lot of the stuff that happened throughout the show. Uh, overall, I think, I mean, we were talking about this the other night. It's a, it's a 9.5 out of 10 experience for me
0: yeah that was one of those uh, shows that you told me about and obviously it is like a pop culture atomic bomb that's happened recently so like like you said usually when that happens that means that like a thing like Tiger King is also gonna jump into that platform um, and that's not nearly as good as something like this and so if you haven't seen it before I guess a quick way to kind of run down with it is like it's a it's a very Stanley Kubrick inspired piece of film that it exists over about nine episodes. Um, it's got elements of The Hunger Games, except for this is probably another tier.
2: Yeah, 100%. Um,
0: with a little bit more maniacal aspects to it. Um, but like you, I thought it was really great. Um, I, I enjoyed watching all nine episodes. I think the only thing that really kind of left us both at a crossroads was the ending.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I mean even LeBron would, would would probably agree with it uh, after you showed me that video of him reacting to the ending yesterday.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that you think it's going to be this tightly bowed storyline that like comes full circle on every single piece of narration. Um, and then, like, literally the last 10 seconds, it goes a completely different direction.
2: For sure. And I think, I mean, so, um, without spoiling the ending, the, the ending really opens up uh, possibility for a season two which you know is cool um you know but but w- w- while watching that it really seemed like this squid game that we we're watching the eight or nine episodes that we were experiencing really like it was leading up to be like i don't want to say like a one and done but like a complete body of work and i feel like that open ending open-ended ending um really kind of uh, hindered that as, as a complete body of work and, and, and kind of, to me, it was like a hint of sellout, but I mean, that's Netflix. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I did read an article from the director after LeBron made his comments and it was in response to LeBron. Really? Yeah. And he said that he doesn't care what LeBron James thinks because he loves the ending and it's his ending. And if he really cares about the ending that much, then he should, fund another version of it film it and that way he can write that how much he hates his ending
2: nice that's a that's a good response
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah i I mean it's just one of those i i got the impression from that article that he did that without even really thinking about a season two he just did it because that's what he wanted to do yeah 100 percent. no
2: you know that, that that shines some that shines some light um because I mean, you and I were both talking. It, it, it definitely seemed like he was uh, that ending was 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 definitely leaning like towards a, a season two, you know. So,
0: and I did I did read a, or watch a, an article um, that was kind of a vid, in video form, and it's from the guy who played the main VIP, the only guy you actually saw without a mask on. Yeah, and this guy was ranting and raving about how important that people understand that this was not made for Western audiences and this is made for the North Korean or South Korean audience. And so if you have any problems with the way that the acting was with the VIPs or you have a problem with the ending, that that's on you and that you should understand and have some form of empathy that it had nothing to do with our audiences and they had no idea it was going to be this big.
2: Incredible. That's incredible. I like that.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned 9.5 out of 10 – um, would, would you say that someone should watch this right away?
2: Well, yes, 100%. I think if you have I mean it really can be consumed by anyone. I mean obviously there's gore. Um, I mean if you can't handle gore, I still recommend you watch it because it's really it's really not that it's not that over the top. Uh, but anyone who likes action, anyone who likes um, you know really well well thought out shot and a slower but more intricate story, uh 100 percent. you should i think any anyone who just enjoys film uh as as a medium sh- will, will, will enjoy this
0: awesome well thank you slater for joining this episode i'm sure you'll be on future ones as well unless i just decide to hate you after this and i never want you on another thing
2: wait i was being recorded that whole time uh you don't have my consent sir i'm sorry
0: <laughs> see you in a couple <laughs> hours yep yep <laughs> see you dude Later. So it's Bears season, and uh, usually that leads to a lot of debate within my friendship circle. And so, uh, to talk a little bit more about it, I thought I'd bring in uh, Steve Rizzo, who owns Rizzo Insurance, uh, who's happened to be live at corresponding from Square Roots. What's up, Riz?
3: Hey, Al, what's going on? Nothing nothing like getting put on the spot, but let's go. <laughs> I, I, I can bash Matt and Aggie all day.
0: So how how many beers are you deep? I want to know how far this is going to go.
3: Just, just, just one vodka and water. One <laughs> vodka and water. Okay.
0: Um, so it's been a rough season. We just got over the Tampa Bay stuff. What's your thoughts, Bears-wise, just, I guess, to get things started?
3: I, I, I think we need new ownership. I think we need a new coach, a new coaching staff. to you even say that better. I'll keep the side. He seems pretty good, but it's time to blow it up. we got to blow this thing up.
0: And so we got no cap. We have no draft picks. How do we do that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, man, it's, 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 it's called the John Paxson way. You know, you, you, you value your own guys, and uh, and you try and work with them. But uh, I think you get rid of Nagy, and that right there is like getting three first-round picks. <laughs>
0: So uh out of just curiosity, do you think like Justin Fields were seven games into his career, six games? Um, is I mean, how much is on him, how much is on the coaching staff in your opinion?
3: Uh I think it's a hundred percent on the coaching staff. They they should have uh they should have gave him reps in training camp. And I think the team the team is actually seeing that as saying that as we uh we speak this week, you know, it's I can go all day, man. It, the coaching staff has literally sabotaged this team.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely feels that way. Um, and I'm with you, man. I feel like if, if even if Justin Fields was supposed to be the Week Four starter, why wasn't he getting Team One reps during the all the training camp and off season program? It's just just com- like
3: common sense stuff.
0: Yeah, you know? and it just seems like they're just so hell bent on this offensive yeah. philosophy that never existed.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I literally can sit on my couch and call the next play that Nagy's going to run. Imagine what professional coaches are doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what else is going on, Riz? Anything you want to add?
3: Uh, you know, same old stuff. You know, every everybody live live your life to the fullest.
0: Wow, that was a very existential ender.
3: So, <laughs> hey, thanks, Al. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.
3: All righty, bye bye.
0: So that was Rizzo, and then I thought I'd bring in another friend of mine, Dan Shipman, who lives in Indy, region guy, now lives in Indianapolis. And uh, I wanted to bring you on, Ship, because you have a little bit of a different perspective on the Bears stuff. We we have a group chat every week, and, and you seem to be the only person really holding on to like the philosophy of the team. And so what what is your perspective of what's been happening?
4: Yeah, so... I, uh, I think I have a different view because I'm not listening to Chicago radio every day. And I'm lucky to not be hearing all that.
0: It's super toxic.
4: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I've avoided it. I, I listened to it for a few years and just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, so, I mean, really my philosophy on it is I'm a firm believer that Nagy deserved this year. The reason I believe he deserved this year is, let's just look at the last three years. He was coach of the year one year and he made the playoffs two of three years that he's been with the Bears. So there's only, I think like nine to 10 other teams that have made the playoffs two of the last three years.
0: Which so is, a- which on paper sounds amazing.
4: Yeah, cor- correct. But I mean, you've got to, you got to get in the tourney to win the tourney.
0: For sure. Right. For sure.
4: So I mean, I mean, if we think about, you know, Trustman and Fox, like, th- th- those were, were brutal times. And I was on board with the hiring of Fox, and then quickly realized that probably wasn't the best long-term solution.
0: Yeah, and that right. became so, pretty quick. He seemed to get really, like, yeah. I don't know, um, like, jaded by the whole situation, and it kind of just kept getting worse.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I think he was kind of done with it, and uh, I think he did a good job with turning the culture around a little bit from Trustman. But I mean, it wasn't amazing.
0: So, with all that being said, um, and your support for Nagy kind of going into this year, kind of where do you stand now that things aren't exactly sunshine and rainbows for the organization?
4: Yeah. So I, I I mean, I if if Nagy would have been fired, I would have understood last year, right? But I, I thought he earned this year, and now it's to the point where if Fields isn't improving. Then I think that yeah, it's time to move on. I don't. I don't know if a midseason firing does anything to help anybody. I mean, I could put a new system in like next week. Um, but if if Fields doesn't improve here quickly, then I'm, I'm all for moving on from Nagy.
0: Yeah, I read something. I, hope- I read something yesterday that said that the, between the six games Fields has had with Nagy to the six games that Trubisky had with Fox, that the numbers for Trubisky and Fox are actually better. And that seems crazy. Yeah, what seems
4: crazy to me is it's just, it's a lack of points. Like, I mean, I, I know at least in our tax group, we were hammering them for a couple of years for not running the ball well. Yep. But now they're like 6th or 7th in the league in rushing yards and still not scoring.
0: Yeah, right? so and... It's like- <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, I mean, I'm not a football person, and I don't try to pretend to be. I've been watching, you know, the Bears since the mid-'90s and playing every video game ever known except for about the last four years about around the NFL. So that's, like, my entire background. But even, like, I was talking last Saturday to a guy who, like, does a lot of football stuff. He's on the Andrean coaching staff, loves, lives and breathes football. And I think that's what the issue, I think, for everybody is, is just that, like, what is – why isn't there a solution? Why aren't we getting more production? And then what's getting in the way?
4: Exactly, and that's, and that's I think that I think now that we're I think now we're starting to see that. So like I, I'm my, right now my stance is if we're not five and four going into the buy, then all right we need to make a move. But even then, even if we're five and four going into the buy, if we're still averaging 18 points a game and Fields isn't improving, then Nagy's not the guy. Because I think Fields is. I mean. At least I'm hoping he's the guy. Me too. And if if Nagy's not going to show him growth. I I really started losing a little bit of Nagy when Fields wasn't getting all the first, you know, at least half the first team reps in the offseason.
0: Well, you know, it's funny you say that because that's that's one of Rizzo's points going into this conversation. It was just that, like, if, if we knew, let's just say that, you know, we've got, we, we know Justin Fields was going to be the starter by week four. Does it make sense to hide him from the first team in all of training camp and all in the off-season workouts? You're
4: correct. Yeah, my big argument is, if, hey, if I set you down in 2017, i said, hey man, the next coach we're going to hire is going to get us to the playoffs the next two to the next three years, and is going to have a top 10 defense all three years, and is going to get voted coach of the year one year. Would you take that?
0: A hundred percent.
4: And and and, do you think you would deserve a fourth year?
0: I would think that if you if you presented that to me before this happened, th- would my reaction would have been? Absolutely. Yeah. Because that sounds like success, and I think that maybe we're kind of diving into the jadedness of being in, so close to the team.
4: Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think I think Bears fans need to realize that, like, I mean, that's been a successful two or three years. it's got to grow from there, and you would hope that it would grow. And now it seems like it's not growing.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's going backwards.
4: backwards. Yeah, and then then it's time, you know, if things aren't getting better, it needs to go. But I think think for as much downside as there is, I think Nagy also needs to get credit for keeping the locker room together during a six-game losing streak, right, having a top-ten defense. I mean, he has to get credit for some of that stuff, too, as much as he's getting killed for, you know, some of the
0: other things. For sure. And he's getting, I mean, in in his defense, in one way, he is getting beat up a little bit with the way that he kind of has been approaching press conferences, um, which is probably unfair. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, it's about results on the field. Um, And, like, I think my thing is, like, after seeing the run, talking about the optics of being in the playoffs for two out of three years, Um, You know, it's just it's really easy to kind of get sucked into the thoughts of like, yeah, but in 2018, he had probably the most turnover driven defense we've had since 2006. Um, And the offense was at least occupying 24 points a game. And I really enjoyed watching a lot of the offense of that year because it was so out of the box. I mean, Hicks was getting touchdowns. Uh, we made Trey Burton look like a stud. The, the shovel pass, which has kind of revolutionized offense, um, especially at the goal line across the NFL, even to modern day, it's something that like he's kind of gotten from away from quite a bit.
4: Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, I'm not a football guy either, but like when we drafted Fields, I looked at his tape, and I think that everybody was kind of overhyping like his, like get him to run, like, more qb design runs. Like, most of his highlights are really strong downfield passes. They're not, you know, like a 30-yard run like a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray. So I think that part's getting kind of overblown, like having him trying to run so much. But I don't think they're doing enough play action to help him off of our good running
3: game.
4: Yeah. Right? So I see things that, like, you know, Chicago media is killing him for not having Justin Fields run. I don't think Fields wants to run, but he should be getting killed for not doing more play action. So, like, some of it's justified, but I just think that he, you know, to to fire a coach that was growing and getting us to the playoffs would have been a mistake.
0: Couldn't agree. I mean, I agree with all those points. I really do. I think through text it gets kind of, you know, a little bit more confrontational (laughs) than it should. Um, and it's not, it's never my intent, but it's just, it's like, it's just a crazy time for being a Bears fan.
4: Yeah. I've been telling you guys forever. Like if, if I don't see A, B, and C this season, then great. I'm fine with moving on from Nagy. But I mean, just looking at a track record, it's
2: hard for me to fire that guy.
0: Right on. And you're still coming up for the, the Ravens game, right?
2: Yes.
0: Awesome. So we'll be attending that game. Maybe we do a live break in from there. It might be brutal by then. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll just get really drunk at the tailgate, and then, then who knows yeah. where this podcast is going to go. Okay. Hope you got a bleep button. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. And I know we mentioned at the golf trip about going down there in October. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But anytime, man, we can, we can, I can take the kids down there and visit. I'd love to. So. Yeah, we'll
4: definitely have to make it happen. Right?
0: We'll it's nice th- to get back. So. Hell yeah! So thanks for jumping on, Chip. All right, man. Have a good one. Later. So that does it for this episode of According to Alan. Feel free to follow us on Facebook at Local219, on Instagram at Local219, and give ourselves a follow on SoundCloud to make sure you don't miss any more of these podcasts. Uh, Without anything else, take care and have a good day.